Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm Alex Richwagon, your host. My show focuses on identifying a long-term investment strategy in pursuit of growth and dividends to be better off financially, making life easier. I'm here to help you walk through this journey with an effective and affordable way to invest. I put this podcast and my book together to help others just like you. If you have questions or comments or something you want to send in, you want me to answer, go ahead and send me an email into alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's richwagon with a G-E-N, not an O-N, at gmail.com, or visit my website, alexrichwagon.com. Before we jump into today's show, on the week prior to Fourth of July weekend, I wanted to go ahead and wish everybody a happy and healthy Fourth of July weekend out there with uh, a lot of barbecue, hot dogs, hamburgers, barbecue chicken, and uh, of course, a lot of fireworks. And uh, most importantly, be careful with those fireworks. Let the uh, big explosions to the uh, adults and uh, don't let anybody's uh, hands get blown off because we don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody out there. In today's show, we're going to look at our next company, which is not on computer share. The last three companies we've reviewed, we looked at uh, Doc, which is a physician's real estate investment trust. We looked at Tiffany's. And then the other item we looked at was the Buckle Inc. Today we're going to go over to Wells Fargo Investor Services and we're going to look at a very well-known brand. We're going to look at Briggs & Stratton. Now Briggs & Stratton is a company that manufactures uh, engines, mostly gasoline engines for outdoor power equipment. You know, anybody out there with a lawnmower will be very familiar with these because that's what exactly what they specialize in. They, they design, they manufacture, and they sell various um, products for accessories as well as for engines. Engines could be everything from pressure washers, um, lawn mowers, lawn and garden, turf care, anything that has a gas, gas-powered engine. They're, they're one of the largest, if not the, not the biggest, creators, uh, manufacturers of these engines in the entire world. Very well-known brand. The company has been around for a long time. They operate in over 100 companies across the world. So it's a very well-known brand. When I was looking at their product line, they, they have um, products known as Simplicity, the Snapper, Snapper Pro, Power Boss. Um, a lot of their engines are in many of the top um, lawnmowers today, and that includes the riding lawnmowers. If you look under the hood, a lot of them are Briggs & Stratton. That's where a lot of them come from, even though they're manufactured under different brands. So, well-known company. And we're going to go ahead and jump in and look at how does this company look financially? Is it something that... So, again, we're on step one, which is Google Finance. And we're going to take a look at Briggs & Stratton at the high level on Google Finance. So, I go ahead and typed in Briggs & Stratton, and it, go ahead and it tells me that the stock symbol is B. GG, that's beta girl girl or boy girl girl, either way. And I'm looking at stock price, it's trading just over $23, under $24 a share. And some of the things I'm noticing here at the market cap is around 1 billion, which means it's a small cap company. That could be a good or bad thing. Their price earnings ratio is a little over 24. That piece kind of catches me off guard a little bit because if I look at their technical analysis technical analysis is 
the chart, how is the stock trading over the past 12 months? And as far as the charting tools, charting tools let you know if the, the company's trading up or down in a heads and shoulders, basically in kind of what trending. It's just kind of how people call technical analysis. I'm looking at over the past 12 months, it's traded about a 20% increase over the market. The market's been up over 20% by itself. I don't really understand why Briggs & Stratton is has a higher multiple, basically a higher growth rate than the overall market. Again, the market's trading around 17, 18. This is trading at a higher piece, around over 24. If you're trading at a higher multiple, that means you should be experiencing higher growth. So that leaves a question mark to me right now, given the fact that the technical analysis doesn't pass that test. I see their dividend rate is around just 2.35%. First thing I want to know there is the dividend payout ratio safe. Are they paying out too much of their net income as far as dividend shareholders? Their beta. Beta isn't something that we've talked about in great detail over past episodes. Beta is a measure of risk. And the rule of thumb is beta in risk is around um, your median. Similarly, we talked about price to earnings. Your median beta for the overall market is around 1, 1.0. Brazen Stratton is trading at 0.71. That means it's less risky than the average S&P company in the market. So that could be a good sign right there. As far as what kind of investor are you if you're looking for more or less risk, that's something we'll make sure I point out going forward as well. So far, the biggest red flag that I've seen is the price-to-earnings ratio in, in coordination with the overall S&P 500, which is trading on 17.18 of the overall market. So that's the first thing I see looking down below, looking at just some of their competitors. These might come up later on as we're reviewing the companies. Um, I see, you know, John Deere and Company, there's Husqvarna, there's Cummins, Sears Holding Group. These are all other competitors that may or may not be using the Briggs & Stratton gas-powered motor in their engines for their riding lawnmowers. In the case of a storm, gas generators, you see a lot of storms coming up. People have to either buy them, replace their old ones. These are all be catalyst to kind of drive the company forward. So these are the things that I'm thinking about as we're moving forward. So that's step one. Now step two, we're going to go into Finviz. That's again, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. And the first thing we'll need to do is in the top left corner, you're going to go ahead and type in BGG into the stock symbol portion here. And again, first thing I notice here, I see the technical charts. And it is definitely in an upward trend. Looks like the, the trend really started at the, uh, not, not too surprising, but the end of 2016 and really started to kind of take off a little bit in the, the portion here as I were over the middle of 2017. So go ahead and let's look at more in the financials here. Again, I see the price-to-earnings ratio, which is around 24, 24.3, and their forward price-to-earnings ratio, that's, that one scares me a little bit. Their forward price-to-earnings ratio is 14.93, means they are expecting much slower growth over the next 12 months, almost half of their current price-to-earnings ratio. The next, the next items I'm looking at is both the current ratio and their debt-to-equity ratio. So current... 
basically it's all of their assets divided by their liabilities. So this means they've got two times the amount of assets to do liabilities. That's a good sign as far as health. Debt to equity ratio, it should be the almost the inverse of the current ratio, so another good sign there. And then I wanna kinda of scroll to the right. I'm looking at their margins. Oh, their profit margin is is 1.2%. That's a that's very very low. Operating margin 2.8%, gross margins around 20. This is a very low margin business for what they're selling, which means they've got a lot of competition in the marketplace for a worldwide leader. This is kind of alarming right here. One of the last things and we've talked about this before on previous shows is their inventory turnover. Inventory turnover is a very important ratio because it basically tells me on average how often are they turning over their inventory on a given cycle. So if I start looking up this ratio, which isn't on this page, I have to go further into another site to find the investment ratio. And this is an easy one. Basically just Google uh, BGG um, inventory turnover. And it looks like in the quarter ending in April, it was around 3.27. So 3.27, not really sure if that's good or bad. Let me take a look at another company that is similar. Um, remember when I was on Google Finance, if you look on the bottom of the page there, there's a lot of different other companies that also do the same type of manufacturing. So I'm gonna pick out one that I know. Um, let's get Husqvarna. You've got Cummins. Let's look at Cummins. That's a pretty well-known brand um, established within the industry. So if we look at Cummins. Their turnover ratio is around 4.76. So coming in about, say about 25% above what Briggs & Stratton is, another red flag. So we're, we've looked at Briggs & Stratton on two different levels, looked at a Google Finance, looked at a competitor, and now we're starting to see some cracks in their in their overall strategy and what they what they've got going on. The last piece I want to cover before we jump into the next phase here is we talked about their dividend payout ratio. Is that ratio safe? Meaning can they afford it? Is there any red flags or issues? So I went ahead and looked up the dividend payout ratio for BGG and I see it's around just over 40%. That's fine. That's a good That's a good number. So we see a green light there. We don't see any more red flags um, within, within the section there. So the next piece we want to cover is step three, which is their investor relations section. So what I did is I, I looked up uh, BGG or look up Briggs & Stratton investor relations, and I kind of started thumbing through what the company... Um, you know, is projecting out in the future and actually downloaded their annual report from what the CEO and their whole management team put out for what they are expecting. The things that I pick up here is they talk about their strategic actions and their focus of where they are going to be growing over the future. And one of the things that's very uh, apparent is they want to grow out, improve their profitability in their core business and invest and grow in higher margin. I would think that's a great idea because right now they are have very low profit margins just from what I can see from their financials and FinViz. So that to me is a, that's something that they've definitely got to work on. Also, as I'm reading through this to talk about looking at alternative energy sources, maybe that's something that 
could start to turn the corner for them. They talked about lithium-ion batteries. It could be a better alternative there instead of just pure gasoline or something that's a mix. And then when I look at their outlook from what the CEO looks at, they said, yep, they want to invest. Look at three different areas is uh, investing in their business, executing acquisitions to accelerate their strategy and return cash to shareholders through dividends and share buybacks. And I know I'm going through this at a high level, but the one thing that I don't see in here, which to me is a, is a big um, red flag or what, what's going on here, is any mention of IoT. IoT stands for the Internet of Things. And if you have been paying attention to, let's just say, um, let's say General Electric, GE, over the past uh, two to three years, they have started to make a substantial shift into having all of their technologies, their machines talking to each other, learning from each other, and they use that information to read out to humans or their purchasers to tell them what's going on with the machines or could they be used more efficiently. I'll give you an example. If your lights automatically turn off when you're out of the room, that's an example of IoT. If you've got a smart washer dryer where you can set it from a smartphone or a thermostat, that's an example of IoT coming to life. I don't see any mention of that within Briggs & Stratton brand that think about in terms of if a lawnmower breaks down, you really don't know unless you're doing some kind of maintenance to it. You've got to get it put into a shop, something that would tell you what's going on with this machine before it breaks down or give you a signal that it needs maintenance or it needs something going on instead of you having to be the one that's always diagnosing it and getting that information to you faster. That would be a great thing to see as far as giving them, I'd say that's something that you would almost pay for to replace your current motor, especially if it's giving you a pain in the butt, in essence of getting you a future mower. Does that make sense? Of the internet of things and how it comes together in an age old, you know, uh, age old lawnmowers. I mean, these things have been around for a hundred years. Now they need to get more sophisticated people would pay for a higher price margin to know that they wouldn't break down faster or they know what to do faster or they could even better send the information to a tech that could come and take care of it on demand faster by putting the smart systems into the mowers as well. These are all the kind of things that I'm thinking about as components as we've gone through Briggs & Stratton at a high level. We looked at uh, Google Finance and then we looked at their their fundamental and their technical analysis within Finviz. There's a lot of the ratios in there, but nothing that really stood out as far as that that would give you get you excited about buying the stock or investing into it. And the last one looked at their investor relations and what do they see there? One of the first things they point out is that their net income has actually decreased over the last year. And if they're investing in their business, that's fine, but are they investing smartly? Are they investing projecting out for the next five or 10 years? It doesn't really scream that to me. This could be something where we take a look back at this company in maybe six to 12 months. But for now, I think you kind of just let it side. There's nothing that's overly alarming. I just think there's better opportunities that we could find out there than Briggs & Stratton today from everything that we've gone through and learning together about what it what makes a good company business model versus um, something like this that's kind of average or even below average i see that they're it looks like they're growing higher than the market but not very much and for the amount of risk you've got to take on for a small cap company it could be something that 
pays a dividend over a long period of time, but I think there's better opportunities. So let's, I'd say let's avoid this, pause for right now, maybe something to look at in the future. Last week we looked at Tiffany's. Tiffany's to me was a stronger buy. They're investing in their customer relationship management. They're really focused on their brand and building that marketing edge. I don't see all of those things. I know Tiffany's and Briggs and Stratton are two different completely business models, but it does make sense when you're dealing with inventory and you're trying to get customers and consumers to purchase more of your product or replace their products. So that's the recommendation for today. If there's anything that I went through that you want more clarity on, you want to ask a question or maybe something you want to look at next week as we get into the 4th of July week, you know, feel free to uh, send me an email. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com or visit my website, alexrichwagon.com. And want to say I wish all everybody out there a safe and happy 4th of July. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.